Hey guys, it's George Camel, co-host of The Ramsey Show. We hope you had an amazing Christmas, and now you've got some downtime to unwind, get organized, and catch up on your favorite podcast before the new year. For this week's episodes, we wanted to try something a little different. So we've taken the most popular segments in the Ramsey Show history and created a limited series just for this week called The Best of the Ramsey Show. That means you'll hear some of our wildest, most inspirational, and possibly weirdest calls. In this episode, we're calling out the terrible financial advice people give on social media. Trust me, there's plenty of it. These are some of my favorite moments from the show, and we think you're going to love it too. Enjoy. I was watching a show that I just binged because uh, I loved season one of it. Season two came out. Love is Blind. <laughs> Love is Blind? Yes, it's on Netflix. It's on Netflix. So you, so I told A reality I, show on Netflix. Yeah, so they start talking about money. That's why we're going to talk about it here in a second. But I mentioned it to James and, and Dave. I was like, hey, if we want to do a fun segment, this is a great one because they were literally talking about like 401ks and all of it. And it's funny and cringeworthy all of it yeah, he's like love is blind i don't know are they blind i don't get it and i was so like no how, so does, he, how does this work what is the premise of this deep show are you ready you're gonna die you're absolutely gonna die so they have men on one side women on the other and they have these things called pods so there's these rooms that they can enter in at the opposite ends but there is a wall in between so you can't see them but you can talk it's like a paper thin wall so you can talk to them but you can't see them and so the men and women will switch through different pods to meet different people uh, and start these conversations. And then naturally, of course, you kind of have chemistry with one over the other. So you meet them back in the pod to talk more. So you have like never having seen them. Yep. So you have like four days. So this is kind of like a rat in a wheel. Get I ready. mean, rat, rat in a maze. So then a series of rats in the maze. So then you fall in love. <laughs> Just through, through through the paper wall. Through the paper wall. Oh and, my god, I'm gonna puke. And I know you were. I know you were. Just stay with me. It gets worse. Get ready. So then, if you propose, then you finally get to see each other. So you propose. The person accepts or doesn't accept. Then you. Then they meet each other. Okay. So then they see each other for the first time. So whoever does the proposal, then they take them to Mexico for like another two to three days. And then from there, if the relationship continues to go, then they take them to Chicago and they live in an apartment together for like three days because then the wedding is that Saturday. So everything's within like two and a half weeks. Like it's really fast. This it's is great un- entertainment. So the clip we're going to... I know, I know you're going to die. I know, but it's so... This good. is so dysfunctional. <laughs> it's so good. It's so, not good at all. So the, There's nothing good. The, Chicago is not good. <laughs> what? Getting married to someone you've never met is not good. No, they've met. They just haven't seen each other. Love is blind. So anyways, the clip that came up were of two of the people, and they're in their apartment in Chicago, and they start talking about- So they're about to get married. Yes. Yes. So let's- So they're in love for 35 seconds now through the paper wall. 100%. God, yeah, so Shane and I know. And you you actually spent your time. It gets that you addicting, can't, though. Hours of your life you will never get back on this crap. I know. But I'd you, be ashamed. But you I really start would. to But you start to, like, know the people, know the backstory. Then I, you meet the families, and you're just— These are not people I want to know. You're just committed. You're committed. I don't want to know people that would do stuff like this. You're committed. So, anyway, They ought to be committed. Here is— <laughs> Oh my gosh, Catherine Shane. If anyone's listening that was on Love is Blind, I am with you. Dave is not, but I You're am. You're right. Okay. I'm not. I'm <laughs> so not. nervous. I, hadn't, I, I never heard of it until okay. just now. I know. I, that was the best part. I was like, I'm not going to tell you until on air so you can just trash it. Yeah. Die okay. in your seat. Oh, I am. Okay, I'm so here's the clip of them talking. Are you, are you prepared for this? I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Here we go. 
I feel like we definitely need a two bedroom, but I think we should think about buying for a first place. Only because like, I'm like prepared for it financially, so. I mean, yeah, but I need to sit down and like look at our finances though, because I don't do that at all really, which is kind of probably not smart. I mean, do you spend a lot on going out and like no. clothes or things like that? Where I spend my money is on food. Oh, wow. oh my God, it, over like probably $2,000. A month? Okay, Shane, we like can't do that anymore. We need to be like really aligned on like numbers and like what are our financial milestones and like how much do we want in our 401k? I don't really uh. believe in 401ks. <laughs> what? I don't believe in 401ks. What do you mean you don't believe in it? I take risks a lot with that kind of stuff. So I guess that's where we are a little different. Like I take like like taking risks. We can't just live a normal life where we just buy a house and put money in our 401ks. <laughs> this is just beautiful. We can't live a normal life and just buy a house and put money well, in our 401ks. And, and we're, we have this, we have, we're, we're airing this to 20 million people on our show. Why? I know, because I saw Just it, to I laugh thought, at this poor I fool? Th I'm not laughing at him. Oh, I'm I am. just saying here is the reality. Here's the reality. And the get-rich-quick idea. So what, what I was hearing from him as I was watching this, because I thought, oh, no, Shane, no. He says he doesn't believe in 401ks. <laughs> but there's the reality of the get-rich-quick, right? Everything that, we're, that we've talked about, I feel like recently on even the Building Wealth event, all of it, is like there is this need and this desire and this excitement for a percentage of the population that they're like, I don't want to just be safe. I want to go and do something crazy because if I do something crazy and I take risks, it's going to pay off. And the danger in that, no, it's dangerous. I'm just. <laughs> I like to ascribe, when someone's making that argument, I like to ascribe 25 years more emotional maturity to that person than that guy has. That guy's like four years old. <laughs> I mean, that he's just, I spend $2,000 on food, and I don't believe in saving money. I'm just going to get, he's, he's really not a bright young man. But, well, Shane, I mean, not in the financial space, and maybe not the romantic space either. <laughs> Anyways, I saw it, and I thought, I was just thinking oh, of her no. dad. Her dad is watching this going, Well, oh they didn't get God. married. They got to the altar, and she Thank said you, no. Jesus. She said no. So, probably for a lot of reasons, but... <sighs> But it's a, uh, yeah. But anyways, I saw that and I thought, man, that's. So here's the thing. There's a couple things. We talk about this in Building Wealth that, that drive people to get rich quick. Okay. Uh, one is fear and one is greed. Yes. Okay. And in Shane's case, it's, um, I think it probably falls in, I, I'm guessing here, but it sounds like it falls in the greed. Greed, bucket right. Yeah. Because he wants something for nothing. Yes. He doesn't want to pay a price to win. No discipline seems pleasant at the time, but it yields a harvest of righteousness. You live like no one else. Later, you get to live and give like no one else. Children do what feels good. Adults devise a plan and follow it. One definition of maturity is learning to delay pleasure. And that's why my brain is melting down watching this good-looking young man who has the emotional maturity of a four-year-old. And, um, you know, yes. he's just a disaster. And... Um, and sadly, I know him. I mean, I don't know him, but I mean, I, well, there's I, you know, a... I, I'm an old fart, but I used to hang out with people that did that. And I, I was always the nerd that was forward looking. So I, even when those were my friends in college, you're sitting around and that guy's sitting beside you telling you the same stupid stuff. You know, I'm always looking at the guy, even back then going, you, you're, you're, it's not going to turn out well for you. 
<laughs> yeah, I know. Well, and I think the, the, the sad thing is, is that the predictability and the stability of the quote-unquote 401k or paid-for house, all of that, right, that it feels it, boring and it's not exciting and there's nothing um, the only flashy pr- the only thing about it, it. It's just the only one that works. That's, That's the I only know. thing. So I'm just saying, too, I'm like, it's just sad that we've gotten to a culture that things that do work and that do take time and that delayed gratification, all that, like, it's not it's not celebrated. Like it's not, you know what I mean? For some people, for some people, I guess it fits into a culture though, where a show like that's popular. Oh yeah. I mean, cause there's probably the culture is failing. <laughs> <laughs> the, that culture, could be debatable. the culture is failing. The, the end is near. The end, end is, is near. near. When you just go, Oh, Love is blind. Jeez. It's, I mean, it was how drunk one... were these people when they came up with the show concept? Oh. Hey, it's like and the then they, one on and then they and then they go to Chicago. What? Chicago? I'm just telling you what the show's about. I'm I not, know. I'm not endorsing the lifestyle. I'm you, just saying. Just, yeah. That's what it is. But you but, watched it all. Oh, every episode. Every episode. <laughs> oh. This is crazy because this is on national television, and it was a very popular show. I don't know if it still is, but it's out there. Family Feud, long-running show. And as you know, there's different families. They they feud against each other, hence the name Family Feud. I haven't watched it since Richard Dawson was the host. Wow. What was that, the 60s? So, when was that? I think he's dead now. And there's a new guy hosting it, right? Yes, yeah, Steve Harvey. Oh, yeah. You know him. <laughs> so Steve Harvey's hosting this show, and one of the contestants that's a part of this family, the question was all about a milestone that you'd love to achieve. Let's play the clip. Let's play it. Play that, James. Give me a milestone people achieve they can be proud of. Well, one day, I would like to have no debt. Yes. yes. <laughs> That's not going to happen. <laughs> debt, debt is okay. OPM, other people's money, mm. is how you get rich. You use other people's money, not yours. That's how you get rich. Dave, I want to punch something, and you're the closest thing next to me, and so I'm going to refrain. You know, here's the thing. If you're a game show host, that's cool. But you probably ought to just, like, host the game show and and not give out financial advice, for one thing. The second thing you shouldn't do is give out financial advice if you're $25 million in debt to the IRS. You just airing out some laundry here, Dave? I'm just saying, when you Google Steve Harvey, you find out he's $25 million in debt to the IRS. So if you're $25 million in the debt in debt to the IRS, when it comes to money advice, you should shut up. You really should not open your yap. Real, I mean, and on top of that, be a dream killer for a young guy. Yeah. That's what gets you on this show. I mean, if you want to just be stupid and $25 million in debt to the IRS and have your little game show, that's fine. But when you're a dream killer and you rile George up, that'll get you on this show. Listen, here's the thing. Steve Harvey is a celebrity. He's a media mogul. He makes his money in a lot of ways. This young guy— Being funny. Yeah. Is where he that. makes his money. So try that. But to dole More out More often this, and you won't be $25 million in debt. This idea that this guy's debt— is a bad thing to pay off because it's other people's money and therefore it's good debt. And this Wait is how you build wealth. It just occurred to me. Steve Harvey is using other people's money. There Mine. Your money. And yours. We're taxpayers. He hasn't paid his tax bill. 
$25 million worth. He is using OPM. There you are. Dave figured it out. Your detective. Followed his, followed his own advice. This is crazy. Uh, he's, he's living the dream. Use OPM. Let's use the taxpayer's money. Don't pay our taxes. $25 million in debt. I would love to see Steve host a financial show and they call and say, Steve, I'd love to pay off my debt. Can you tell me how? And he goes, well, you got to get more debt, man. You're doing great. Keep it up. <laughs> You're not quite there yet. <laughs> I can free up some cash flow for you. Don't pay your taxes. <laughs> That's one way to do it. Not a way I'd recommend. <laughs> Hey, listen, Steve, we would have left you alone, brother, but you know what happened? You you stepped on a young man's dream, and you walked over into our garden when you did it, and uh, so a pruning is in order. Uh, so that's what you're experiencing, young man. Uh, stay in your lane, brother, and we'll, you'll be okay with us. We love you. We think you're funny. We think you're a great guy. Don't be a dream killer, though. Yeah. And if uh, that contestant is listening, I want you to call us up because we will actually help you. Actually, get we'll, out we'll of give them a free a subscription for a year to Ramsey Plus so they can get into Financial Peace University and we'll get them out of debt. I will personally, We're quite the opposite uh, of a dream killer. Yeah. I want to see that, that We're like a happen. Make-A-Wish foundation. We're on the other side of dream killer. If anyone contacts me and I'm their one Make-A-Wish, they've led a sad life, Dave. Hopefully they have bigger dreams than I that. wasn't saying you were the Make-A-Wish. Oh, I said we, we're going to let them make a wish when it comes to being wealthy. We're going to help them get there. Oh, okay. That's different. George, it was not personal. I thought you meant their <laughs> wish would be to hang out with me. Well, it could be. Mm. It could happen. Thanks, Dave. We can, uh, we, See, can as, Dave. We, can, we can aspire to that. Dave's not a dream killer. I'm not a dream I'm going to let you live your dream, George. <laughs> but, hey, listen, if you're out there listening, you're part of the Skeepers family that was on the Family Feud, hit me up. I will personally financially coach you uh, because our, our friend Steve didn't do a good job of that. Well, yeah, condescending dream killer. Man. Well, ain't going to happen. Not going to happen. Sounds Use a lot OPM. like OPM. OPM, other people's money. Use the taxpayer's money. <laughs> now, Dave, what he, I think what he's referring to you here. You know, if Steve calls us up, we'll help him with his tax debt. If we'll Steve calls us up, off. We'll give him a debt be, snowball with the IRS going. I'll give him a free membership to Ramsey Plus. How's that? You'll give him a debt snowball for, because then, you know, it, I mean, he would actually help the general deficit with $25 million being repaid. That is true. Because the deficit. I think he's repaid. I've got the article here. Did he repay it? It sounds like he... he oh, he worked his way out of it. Look yeah, at he, that. He, he got a, He had a few big deals come through. Oh, wow. A few big deals came through, and he, he so got he's not, it he, So he's not the cause of the current deficit, just the past deficit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, he's using that OPM principle pretty well, though. Well, what it comes down to is he's saying you've got to leverage as much debt as possible, and that is the key to wealth building. Yeah. Which is the antithesis to... How are you now? How long is that clip, teach? James? You know, off the top of your head? 30 Ro seconds. Roll it one more time. I want to say it one more time. Give me a milestone people achieve they can be proud of. Well, one day, I would like to have no debt. Yes. <laughs> no debt, no debt. That's not going to happen. Yes, debt, debt is okay. It's opposite day. OPM, other people's money, mm. is how you get rich. You use other people's money, not yours. That's how you get rich. Federal government's other people's money. I love the lady in the background looking around going, is he serious right now? Did he really just say that? <laughs> what, 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 what? Oh, man. They expect me to run out with like a rubber club or something and start hitting him out of the side. Of the, oh, my gosh. Oh, boy. Well, well that was he, he did get he did get that though he he made the show twenty two million listeners so we just upped his ratings good, does, good, does he good. still do that show I think so 
Is that show still on? Yeah. Uh, I, see, I don't have a television. My television's never on except, like, you know, appointments or something. I don't and watch. football games. Football. I do watch football. That's it. Yeah, that's about it. But the occasional thing Sharon makes me watch and then football. But, yeah, because I'm, I'm just firmly convinced the news has completely lost all their minds. So, yeah. And, and, and so has Family Feud. Who thought? A friendly it, game show. I, I'll, I bet is, uh, what's the other one? The uh, Wheel of Fortune. Is that still on? That's still going. Big Pat Sajak. Pat Sajak, he's still alive. He looks great. You know, Pat Sajak was a weatherman here in Nashville. Oh, I didn't know that. Before he did that. He was here back when I was a kid. There's your fun fact for the day. That's how old Pat is. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Pat. Guys, it's no secret that the real estate market is weird right now. So go with a mortgage company you can trust to have your back. Churchill Mortgage. Churchill is Ramsey trusted because they're stable, reliable, and focused on you. At a time when a lot of companies are being bought out or going out of business, count on Churchill Mortgage to stick around. They've been doing things the right way for over 30 years, and they'll keep doing them the right way for 30 more. Get started at churchillmortgage.com. This is a paid advertisement. NMLS ID 1591. NMLS Equal Housing Lender. 1749 Mallory Lane, Suite 100. Brentwood, Tennessee 37027. So you sent me this silly thing this morning, and I watched it, and it's just like, oh, my God, these people. <laughs> okay. So what is this well, from? Okay. So there's a thing called Instagram, if you're <laughs> unaware. And it's my social media of choice. I don't really do Twitter. I don't really do Facebook. I just so, I do love Instagram. I, I, so I, 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 look at, I look at Instagram. Okay. So I'm in, I'm in my stuff. So people will send me mm-hmm. clips that are on Instagram from like funny stuff to, you know, even their own journeys, all of it. And I see a lot of it because I do try to go through it. So this one clip has been sent to me. I'm not kidding. Probably 10 times from 10 random people all over the world that are just like, can you believe this guy? Can you, you know, this, this, this. And I kept seeing it come up. And so I had, I clicked on it. I was like, oh man, number one, it's, terrible advice i think it came originally maybe it was a tiktok video but it's an instagram reel of how it we saw it like a tiktok video and because there's everyone's a financial expert on social media today right and with investing Especially they the all know TikTok. what they're gonna do and how to and how you make money quick and all this stuff you know you gotta you gotta do all this stuff so anyway so here's a video it was a and it's a father daughter which you'll see uh, and i just thought curl. well here's a father daughter and i don't want to harp on them Yes, I want to harp on yeah, the situation. I, I do. I, do. <laughs> I know you do. Okay, let's 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 play the play the Instagram reel. This is my daughter Maddie. We're at a car dealership right now, and she's about to buy her first car. Tell me how you're buying your first car. This morning, I went to the bank. I got my first car loan. I qualified for fifteen thousand. At what interest rate? Three point five percent. With the money that I have saved up, I have seven thousand dollars in cash. I'm going to invest that into an Airbnb property and get fourteen percent interest back. So that way, I can use that money to pay off my car loan. So basically, kind of getting a car for free. Wait, Maddie, can you explain that one more time a little more simply? So it costs me three cents to borrow a dollar from the bank. And then I go and take that dollar, not my dollar, and I give it to someone for 14 cents. And then so 14 minus 3, 11. So I keep the difference in the middle. Wait, what's that called? Arbitrage. Boom. You buy assets that then cash flow and pay for your stuff. I mean, he's so proud. Well, I okay, mean, he's I so slimy. There's a, there's a few things. You need to take a shower after watching that Oh, guy. my gosh. It just drips in arrogance. Well, there's a lot there's a lot of things about this. Number one, 
I really don't feel like you can get an interest rate. At, I, I don't think you can get a loan. She's How old was she? Like, She's 15. She cannot get a bank loan. No. So he co-signed, which probably yes, helped yes. get a lower interest rate. And then yes. what I don't understand is the $11,000 in an Airbnb property. You can't buy an Airbnb property for $11,000 either. You could invest like, in it with a bunch of partners into an Airbnb property. And but that's assuming would, the Airbnb yeah. property stays rented and the local city council doesn't pass a law against Airbnbs. In which case, your little butt would be broke at 15 years old because your father's a moron. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> was I unclear? No. <laughs> I was like, we're not going to harp on the people. We're going to harp on the late. idea. Too late. But, but speak to the notion, though, because that stuff is everywhere that you get. You, you borrow this, you take that percentage well, and that difference, and you go get that asset, and then in this and that. And you play this game. Full disclosure, I had you on stage at 15 years old. Okay? Oh, what a slimy. (laughs) So, full disclosure. So, full disclosure. That is true. You have been selling your kids' books. The difference difference is the advice that we were giving was not so bad. And we were not as slimy or condescending, I don't think. Oh, my God. It's called arbitrage, which is Greek for I'm stupid. Oh, my God. Oh. Okay, but talk about the mm. that notion though, because that the, well, it's absurd. The, the set idea, of assumptions, the set of assumptions you have to go through for all that crap to be true, <laughs> are absolutely ludicrous. Okay, number one, you have never met a millionaire. We studied ten thousand one hundred sixty-seven of them. Zero of them, precisely zero, said I borrowed money on my car <laughs> and arbitraged it into being a millionaire. Zero real millionaires do that. Zero. Zero. None. I borrowed money on my car and put $11,000 into an Airbnb when I was 15 with all of my business acumen on display because she didn't even know what the interest rate was. Go back and watch the clip again. She's, well, I, 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 and they had to edit it. What was it? Oh, three and a half. Well, tell them again, Matt. Tell them again, darling, what you did. Oh. She doesn't even know what she did. She really didn't. She was a little parrot. <laughs> so, you know, the, number one. Num- but the, the whole concept it, of I'm going to borrow money on assets. Listen, you duber. Cars go down in value. Yes, you can call them an asset if you want, but they're not much of an asset. And if you leverage your car to get rich, you might never get there. This is Because oh. mathematically, is that's true, but also the spirit behind it. Well, mathematically, it's you are not measuring risk, and you're making a set of assumptions that a 13-year-old, 15-year-old can borrow money at 3.5%. They can't. You can't contract unless you're a legal adult, and borrowing money is a contract in any state in the United States. Okay, That's why a kid can't have a mutual fund. You have to have a custodial account. That's why a kid can't have a savings account or a checking account. You have to have a parent on there as a custodian because kids can't contract. They can't buy beer, and they can't borrow money from a car dealer. God. Um, so now then once you've done all that, though, let's just pretend you weren't a kid yep. and you went and really borrowed money at 3.5%. Here's the thing. You have to follow Factual causation. Find people who have actually done your theory. Find me one who 15 years later, using that type of system, is a millionaire or greater. You can't find them because they're not there. They're not there. Okay. It doesn't work. Let me ask you this question. 
Uh, because there is, again, there's this this thing that is floating around in the culture. There really is, though, that— It's called stupidity. That I know. I, I, let me just present the stupidity, and then you can, you can debunk it because you're really great at that right now. Okay, that— um, you know, if you just like want to kind of be like, yeah, maybe you can just like um, like you can have a, some some wealth, and you just that that's what investing does, and it's more. But if you really want to become like super wealthy, you 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 have to you know be in real. You have to do these these things, these jump through hoops, and you're and you're doing math that that most people can't grasp and understand because you're playing the game. I mean, this is a perfect example. Like the way he's. Um, it's called arbitrage. The way he's explaining it no, makes brother. it feel like, oh, there's something I'm missing. It's a big word. And in order to build wealth and to become rich, there's other systems that I don't know about yeah. that can cause me to become rich. Yeah. And, is some of that, and is there listen, a level of that, though? 30 years ago when I came on the air, the secrets of the rich were out there then. Everybody's got a book, Seven Secrets to Getting Rich. Here's the problem. It's not a secret. <laughs> There's not a magic sauce. There's not a magic sauce. McDonald's special sauce is basically Thousand Island. There is no <laughs> special sauce, okay? There's not any. It's it. I mean, you really, you got to live on less than you make. You have to invest steadily over a long period of time. And there is no, like, I, I learned a new word and that made me wealthy. If, you know, maybe compound interest would be close, okay? But compound interest works over time with time and consistency. So maybe that's a new word for him. And he learns that word. And that's a good word. But, you, you know, the, the people that say there's a short, they're looking for a shortcut. I mean, that's what it is. That's what I'm saying. And the they're brilliant. They're brilliant. They know things because they're on TikTok. And they know, oh, God, shoot me. Um, I just I, I'm having trouble finding intelligent life on TikTok. We're gonna have to get on TikTok. I'm I guess. not on TikTok. I don't. That's not on my phone. I don't. Uh-uh. I just I can't. I, 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 I don't, don't want it on my phone. But I guess we're gonna have to put. We're gonna wanna. have to put content on there to just mess with this we toxic are, we culture. We are. We are. We're putting money out there. We're uh, putting money out there or er, uh, advice out there. But killing. It's happening. If current times have shown us anything, it's that the least expected events can and will happen. And we have to deal with it. That's why everyone who has a family counting on them needs term life insurance. For over 25 years, the only insurance company I've recommended is Xander Insurance. Not only because they search all of the top term life plans to find you the best rates, but over the years, they have constantly changed and updated their systems to make the whole process simpler and easier to get the protection needed. You can now apply with a completely touchless experience with everything being done either over the phone or the internet. They also have plans with super competitive rates that don't require an exam, allowing you to skip a step and get the coverage you need faster. Go to Xander.com or call 800-356-4282. Great rates and a simple process mean there's no excuse to not get this done, people. All right, John. You know about TikTok? Um, I've got several of them on the wall in my house. Oh, boy. clocks. Okay. This is going to take a while, guys. Buckle in. So TikTok is a social media platform. No, I know what it is. It's blown up in popularity among the youth and now among the olds. Yeah, it's That's what they call among them. them. They call them the olds. The olds. Yes. <laughs> I'm learning from Gen Z. I'm learning. And so here's the deal. There's this radio a, show is mostly geared towards the olds. If you've heard about TikTok, you know, oh, isn't that just like weird dance challenges? It has become so much more. And so there's a lot of 
personal finance TikTokers out there creating content to help the people. Yeah, I've seen the uh, some of the uh, personal, physical, fitness, and uh, mental health advice. That uh, that's some, what shows some, up on your feed. Some of the TikTokers are bestowing upon us all. Yeah. And it's a, it's a lot of 17-year-olds with opinions about how you should handle your money, how I you should handle your mental health. I watched a couple of TED Talks, and I know everything. You're a That's genius. Right. I'm a genius. So uh, I stumble upon videos all the time that just cause me to be very angry very instantly because <laughs> it's just a cesspool of terrible financial advice yeah. that is – just helping Gen Z go into debt faster ah. because that's how to set up the youth of America for their adult life. Thanks, TikTok. And so as I come across them, I thought, why don't we play one on the show for all of America to hear? Okay. And let me set this up. This is a girl who's playing two characters, same person, two characters. It's going back and forth, and it's she's the mom and she's the daughter. But talking to herself in a very clever way. Yes. And oh, the, I love clever. And the mom is anti-credit card, and the daughter is explaining to mom – why she's a why she's a genius and you should have a credit card. Excellent. So let's play the clip and let's see your reaction. Mom, I'm ready for my first credit card. Absolutely not. Credit cards are evil, honey. No, they're not. Do you even know how they work? Yeah, it's literally a card with money on it. The money belongs to a bank. And every time I use the card to buy something, I'm borrowing their money to pay for it. See, you're using their money. This is going to get you into a lot of debt. No, it is can get me into debt if I use it irresponsibly, but I won't let that happen. How are you gonna manage that? When the bill comes each month, I have the option to pay the minimum amount or the entire amount that I borrowed. If I pay the full amount every month, then I'll never owe any interest or get into debt. And what if you forget to pay? I won't spend more money than I have and I'll turn on auto pay, so it will automatically pay off the entire balance every month. Fine, but why not just use your debit card if you have the money anyways? They reward you with things like cash back or free travel, plus it builds your credit score. Okay, it looks like you know your stuff. How did you learn all this? Addison taught me. She teaches all the money hacks. That's why I follow I her. I literally want to set my own hair on fire. John, I can't breathe. Just to, just to see if I can still feel. <sighs> what is... Way to go, America. I think I held my breath during that whole video. I'm just now realizing. Yeah, you should breathe during times of stress I've heard you have experience with, with breathing <laughs> exercises. That is right. So, okay, there's a lot to unpack here, John. Um, number like one. There's very little to unpack. You're right, but I just need to say it because it needs to be said. That advice is one of the many reasons, and let me tell you, that video, millions of views. <laughs> really? Half a million likes. Wow. This is what the younger generations are clinging to hmm. going yes finally someone who gets it because my mom was just telling me the same thing dumb old I'm mom I'm like mom you don't understand I'm gonna pay it off every month <laughs> and so it just brings me to this point John Will Smith already sang that song parents just don't understand we've, we've dealt with the credit card issue time and time again but let me just reiterate why that advice is going to cause a lot of harm to your life number one we get a lot of debt-free screams that come through this lobby. We've had 72 so far this year that have paid off over $10.5 million total. You know how they went into that debt, John? Do you think they went and opened a credit card and said, well, I'm going to pay it off every month? So why not? Everyone who opens a credit card is like, oh, I'll take care of it. It's no cool. one opens one going, oh, can't wait to go into debt and carry a balance every month. You know what I really want to do? Shackle my family and all of our future dreams. That sounds awesome. It's a good time. That's right. And here's the thing. In a perfect world where there was no sin, there was no fall of man, we could probably use credit cards responsibly, John. James, George is getting existential in but here, here's man. The, we live in a fallen world, and humans are fallible creatures, and we have the best intentions, don't we, John? I'm going to work out three times this week. 
I but actually then, did, but it's cool. I forgot the bachelor was on, it's so cool. I, I got to miss this workout, <laughs> right? I'm just saying there's yeah. so many great intentions we have as a society, and then what happens? Life hits us. Right. I thought I could make the payment, and then I couldn't. And then this happened, and this happened, so I had to get a personal loan. And so then I had to get the car loan, and it's just or I had to borrow spirals. from my roommate, and then all of a sudden my friendship's kind of wonky, right? This yes. exact thing, that exact advice when I was in college – I had a credit card, and I, actually, I, I would pay it off every month, pay it off every month, pay it off every month. And then my transmission fell out of my 88 Tercel EZ hatchback, right? And big shocker, right? And I didn't have it that month. And so I was like, I'll make it up, I'll make it up. Years went by before I made it up, right? Mm. And it took one thing that happened, one thing that caught me, right? Let me hit you with some stats in the face, John. I prefer you don't hit me, but uh, go ahead. I, I couldn't if I wanted to. Americans' total credit card balance today stands at $856 billion. With a B. Every single one of those people said, I'm going to pay it off every month. Let me hit you another one. National average card debt among cardholders with unpaid balances over $6,500. Mm-hmm. Americans carried a balance on 52% of all active credit card accounts in the third quarter of 2021. So they're just handing money over to... Massive banking institutions. So one out of two people who had great intentions are carrying a balance and a large one at that. And for all credit cards, here's the average APR. The interest rate on these things is almost 16% right now. Oh, my gosh. And so here's the thing. She's saying, well, I can get 2%. Or you could pay 16% on that money, which counteracts every little bit of every penny that you got towards your flight points. Which, by the way, who knows what 200000 points are worth they do that on purpose so that it's confusing and you think you're rich and then you go try to book a flight and they go sorry you need a hundred thousand more points <laughs> you can buy those for another four hundred dollars though right. and so on top of that there's the credit score argument you got to build your score right john to eat to breathe to to get married you got to have that credit score to be a respectable american adult you better have a good credit score right and as someone who didn't have a credit score for a long time. I just paid off my mortgage. It will fall away soon after. I got a mortgage without a credit score. I've rented cars without a credit score. I've rented apartments, multiple, without a credit score, houses without a credit score. And so this idea that we've convinced our children that you need to get a credit card early to build your credit score, to go into debt, so you can build a score, to go into more debt, is the reason we are almost a trillion dollars in credit card debt. Just just credit card debt, not to just mention mortgage debt. debt. Mortgage debt, car debt, student loan debt. It was it was two big shockers. One is our friend Anthony O'Neill when he went called up all of those apartment complexes and just said, "Hey, I have no uh, no credit, credit score. score. Can I still rent an apartment?" And they're like, "Yeah, of course you can." Ten of them, ten out of ten, right? And then the other one was, if you got a million dollars tomorrow, your credit score would stay at zero. It has no no relation. To to how much wealth you have, to how you handle money. It's it, not money management. It's debt it's management. It's debt management. That's, That's it. right. So on top of that, if there wasn't enough, John, here's the thing. If you pay off your credit card every month and you're a good little boy or good little girl, you end up with zero dollars. Aw. Right? That's not a cash flow plan. That works. No, they give you uh, 2% cash back. That's right. I'm going to get rich. And I've done the math on that, John, in our fine print episode. You know I like to do math. We yes. did one on the true cost of credit card rewards, and I did the math on, here's what it would take. You would have to spend twenty five, thirty thousand dollars $30,000 to get a few hundred dollars back. <laughs> I know, but it sounds so good when it says cash back. You're so like, you're after-tax money that yeah. you're spending 
buying things you already would have bought, right? That's always the argument. I'm only buying things that I budgeted for. Right. And we know that the psychology of that debt is not true. You spend more money when you're using plastic. You spend more money when you're clicking on when it's the, someone else's the internet. Money too. That's exactly right. When I'm exchanging cash. Yeah. So there's a lot going on here. On top of all of yeah, that. Yeah, hit me baby one more time. Britney on Spears. top of all that, John, here's the part that people don't think about. When you get the cash back, it's usually on the backs of the people who couldn't afford it. That's the one that haunts me as a citizen, as a neighbor, mm. that I get my lower rate because somebody else is struggling to pay their light someone bill. Someone else got screwed. That's exactly right. How do you like your flight now? And I'm participating in a system that's hurting people. Enjoy your free vacation, guys. Wow. All right, stay off of TikTok for now, John. Forever. Mostly you. Forever. Maybe forever. We'll get on there, John. We'll, we'll change the world. Forever. One TikTok we at a time. We need no more dances. So here's the deal. I, I get a lot of financial-type videos because of the things I engage with and see. Yeah, you're and, an expert and you're relevant. Yes, and a lot of this advice, I'm going to say 99% is just abhorrent oh, financial I can't, advice. I can't even imagine it makes what's my out blood there. boil, and yeah. it's encouraging a lot of young people to do a lot of stupid things. Oh, sure. And I can see the future where they're hopefully calling into our show asking for help because they yeah. did a dumb thing. So I want to play a video and get your reaction uh, and see what you think oh, about we're gonna, this. So we're going to play a TikTok. We're going to go picture in picture here. This is very exciting. You ready? Very exciting. Roll that beautiful bean footage. Here we go. This is the number one real estate investing strategy that I use to become a millionaire. Oh, it's that's a little the over the top. Method. Oh, geez. B, buy a property for a good price oh. or below market value that preferably needs some TLC. Okay. R, renovate Whoa. or repair the property a lot so of jump you cuts. can make it attractive Take the to fur future off tenants inside. who pay the rent. R, rent out the property to a tenant with good credit. Oh, boy. R, refi. Oh, jeez. Oh, boy. Once you have revenue coming into your property and mm. you build some equity, you yep. go back to the bank That's and it. get a Nothing cash could refi. Go wrong. R, repeat this process again with the money the bank gave you and buy another revenue property. Of course. Well, it's more real simple. Facts and tips oh, here we go. And Instagram. Okay, now wow. that, so first of all, there was already a little too much pep in that interview and in that whole thing, whatever you call that. But then she went TikTok at the end, and I completely forgot everything she said before that. Well, she's got a future as an actress if the if the real estate thing doesn't work out. A lot of acting going on there. The real estate thing is not going to work out for her, George. Well, this is a try. This is an old playbook. This is old school brought to a new school platform. And here's what it's doing: the young kids out there, kids in their twenties and their thirties, my age, they're going. Yeah. This is my path because. I am saddled with student loan debt. I'm yeah. living off credit cards. I've got a car payment. I need a way to make a lot of money fast. Go into debt now, even more debt, and then sell it. Oh, no, rent it to a renter, it's then a repeat the process. Plan. She basically said, go into debt, have somebody rent it, and then repeat the process, go into more debt. It reminds me more renters. of a young Dave Ramsey pre-bankruptcy. See, this is my point. This is what Dave did before the TikTok. Oh, boy. Can you imagine Dave doing that video 35, 40 With hair? some years ago? <laughs> Sorry. You just visualized it, didn't you? With a fake leather jacket and a big chain, maybe? Dave doing that like all those years ago? With it's a pinto same. behind him? Yeah. Here's the deal. What's the danger in that, George? Now, we're having fun. <laughs> yeah. She's a little peppy. Well, uh, but that's the thing these kids do. These, by the way, real quick thing, she was—I don't know how old she was—but it's at some point you, there's types of TikToks you shouldn't do. Like there's types of clothes I shouldn't wear as yes. a 47-year-old man. Yeah, agree. It's the same thing. Well, aside I digress. From that, we'll talk about the advice here. So our plan, as you know, if you've listened to the show for 10 seconds, is to become debt-free and stay debt-free because we have found 
based on lots of in-depth research with our millionaire study, based yep. on 10 million people following our plan, that the best path to financial success, to building wealth, mm-hmm. is to become debt-free and stay debt-free, including your mortgage. So what this advice is saying, which is diametrically opposed, in case you're wondering, um, is saying that you need to maximize every possible dollar of bank debt you can get access to. So here's the idea. Leverage debt out your eyeballs to have maximum cash flow and hope that everything works out perfectly on paper. Yeah, and then you will in a matter of years, have a private jet that you can pose next to because of the Instagram influencers you follow, and they're driving this drivel into people's heads. Okay, let's talk about real practically what could go wrong with what uh, she what said. What could go wrong? Well, no, no, seriously. You... Hold on. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tee you up. You're okay. the financial sure. expert, right? Sure. So you buy the first house like, like, uh, like uh, uh, Pepe told us to, okay? And right now it's the top of the market, certainly in the United States. Yeah. We've had you're going to mor- put as little down as possible if you're following the strategy. Little down as possible. Everybody stay with me. Now, let me tell you the facts. We've had a moratorium on evictions, rentals, right? We've had a moratorium on bankruptcies or foreclosures, Trump and Biden continuing this. That's going to lift here pretty soon. Yeah. And we're going to see a lot of bad stuff hitting the streets, and it's going to create more supply, which what happens, George, when we have more supply and less demand? Bad things. Housing prices go down. Now you bought a house at the top. I'm just talking it's now this worth thing a lot through. less. It's worth a lot less. And you still have that giant mortgage. And yet you still have the mortgage and you still got to pay for it. And, and you're rent. hoping. You're and hoping that you can get a good, solid tenant who's going to pay on time every time. But you may have to drop the rent because the rent you can't charge what the rent was at the top of the market. Which hurts your profits because you're stuck paying this giant mortgage payment because you had nothing down on this property. Yeah. Then what continues to happen, Then there's George? property taxes, there's insurance, there's all the maintenance. What happens if you can't pay that, George? Well, foreclosure s- could happen. Oh, yeah. 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 So now you go back to Instagram. And, and you, you multiply and you look this for out. What do you do? What has she got for you on Insta- uh, on TikTok after that happens to you? Well, they never talk about video? that part. They don't talk about when it goes wrong. Oh. It's all the promises of what could be and all the money you could make and the cash flow that could happen. Could, 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 could. Then I think we've made our point. We'll take real estate advice from the TikTok. I think we're going to see a whole new generation of the young Dave Ramseys who are filing for bankruptcy and going, well, that was a bad move. I was leveraged with 10 properties and you know a million dollars in debt. And I've seen these TikToks, people bragging that they're $15 million in debt. Oh, yeah. Uh, by the way, can I point out something else on all these platforms, whether it be Facebook, Insta, TikTok, anytime you see one of these, here's how you get really stinking rich videos, they always play the part, the giant fur standing next to a private jet. Real estate guru. They're enticing people into a trap, and it is all about stuff. Every one of those videos, by the way, and I'm going to step on some toes here, I don't care. Because every one of those influencers that do this, they are selling an unbelievably extravagant lifestyle. Yep. They're not selling purpose. They're not selling financial peace. They're not selling significant contribution to your fellow man. They're not. It's a wolf in sheep's clothing. It's what they're all, selling you is risk. It's all lifestyles of the rich and famous. Caviar. All that crap. It's a trap. It's a trap. Every time it's a trap. They're leveraged out of their eyeballs, and they manage to somehow dodge the bullet, yep. and they're trying to recreate it, and they're getting rich not off of their 
real estate strategies. Off they're getting courses. rich off of their courses that tell you how to do it like they oh, did. Oh, there I've gone and done. Oh man, I stepped in. You riled up, I Ken. Stepped in it there a little bit. I'm not mentioning names. Here's the problem. You see a video over. like that, and you're a 20-something-year-old who's strapped with debt, who doesn't have a great income, who's it not doing like something It's like the fast lane, baby. And they go, absolutely, I'm yeah, going to do this. And sure. they, they get starry-eyed. They only see the upside, and they're yeah. delusional about the downside. By the way, there's no hard work in that. It's just go down and get a loan and then play out this seven-step process that Johnny Richboy told me on Instagram. And do a bunch of cash-out refis to stay in debt for the rest of your life. It's, not, it's, it's, just a, it's, a, it's a giant motivational trap. Don't do this, guys. Please, please, please. If you see financial advice on TikTok that sounds too good to be true, it is. It's a trap. And if you follow the trends, you will fall for the traps. That's what I say, Ken. George, you said it well. Thank you. Say it again. If you follow the trends, you will fall for the traps. Ooh. Ooh. And that, that goes with crypto and NFTs and zero down real estate. You name it. There's always a new trend out there that's the newest get-rich-quick scheme. And I'll tell you, read through Proverbs. I don't care if you're a, a person of faith or not. Read through Proverbs. It speaks against all these oh, yeah. get-rich-quick schemes that we're seeing today. With all these expensive weddings comes a lot of wedding advice. And a lot of that advice happens to be on the Internet. And a portion of that Internet is TikTok, <laughs> Rachel. And I know you have some feelings about TikTok. But there's a specific video that I wanted to show you. I wanted to watch together as a family, and I wanted to get your reaction. <laughs> Are you okay with this? I can't wait. Okay, here is some of the worst wedding advice I've heard. Okay. Let's go. So I wanted to share with you the best wedding advice of all time. The second that you get engaged, open a credit card. Mm. Now, I know what you're going to say. I already have a credit card. Of I don't course. Care. Get a new one. Of course. Get one that's running a promotion, but what you're going to do is you're going to put every single wedding expense you ever have on that card. Even if the vendor charges like a 2% credit card fee, pay the fee. It is worth it. Seriously. Um, we got a ton of bonus points. We put everything on that card because we already have cash saved. And so I think a lot of people think like, well, let's just pay with cash. Then we're not in debt, right? But you already have the cash. So we just use it to pay off the credit card every month. But we're still getting miles. And that's like where the money really is. So then when you have all of these miles, you use it to literally book the honeymoon of your dreams for free okay oh there's so much there to unpack rachel we could we could sit here all day i know but it's the mindset that is so it's a mindset that's a good point that's so normal this like, is the normal is... cultural most yes. people listening and watching go i don't get it what was wrong with that that uh -huh. advice that's true yep yep yeah, use the points go on the free vacation it'll and all it's work all out all gonna work out it's even if you have the cash. That'd be okay. That was the wildest part. They've got the cash to do it, apparently. And she says, even though you have the cash, put it on the card. Here's the thing. This And this is tried and true. It's always been true because there's been study after study after study that when you choose to spend someone else's money, naturally you are going to spend more because there is not an emotional connection to the money you're spending. So as you're planning this wedding and putting everything on the credit card, you're like, well, yeah, 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 let's do that. Or the, you know, that dress, the dress, it's like mm, $800 more. It'll be fine because we're going to get the points. That's and we're gonna, future Rachel's they, they, problem. They start, you start to justify, you really do, these these transactions and the expenses. And, and, and doing a little bit more is actually better. I'd rather spend more because I'm going to get the airline miles on the back end. So it's going to be fine. And the crazy thing is when you look, especially at wedding budget, the average wedding is $34,000. And you give yourself any leeway emotionally to say, oh, we can, we can spend a little bit more. How much more 
thousands and thousands and thousands that you're probably going to spend again, because there's just not that, there's not a feeling of, okay, that's my money leaving. So you are to get a plane ticket to Cancun. And I'm like, listen, plane, it's expensive right now. I get it. Sure. But, but it's not thousands of let's dollars. Let's just say a thousand. Let's say it's a let's say it's five hundred dollars there, five hundred dollars okay. back. Two people, it's two thousand dollars. I guarantee you they spent more than two thousand dollars because of the idea, oh, okay, but well, we're gonna we're gonna get some on the back end. It's oh fine. yeah. And then well, my other can I just go one more, George? Please. All but day. I know everyone's like, uh, and this doesn't I don't feel this way. This is how I this is one of the reasons that I really just don't like I don't like the whole industry of credit cards. Because in order to get those miles, in order to get those points, it's not because MasterCard is like this generous, you know, entity and they're fun. like, you know what, you've been just so great. So I'm gonna just give you give you something. They have trillions of dollars, like billions, billions, I'm gonna say trillions, I don't even know if that's true, but billions, we can say for sure, of dollars. For people that don't pay their credit cards off mm. and are paying interest. So the people that are mismanaging their money, you get to go get your $700 plane ticket paid for. By the, and I'm like, it's gross. That like, doesn't I, feel good. It does, Well, to me, it does, I'm like, you know what? The whole, gross. Can I just use my money and like stay away from, like, I don't even want to yes. participate. I don't want to participate. So don't I know be a part that, of that system. I don't like it. I don't like wow. it. It's, well, we dug into this on the Fine Print podcast that we did, and we interviewed an ex-employee at Capital One who was overseeing one of these programs, and here's what she told me. The average credit card has 30 different price point and reward tiers, and that's on purpose. They want it to be confusing and overwhelming, and they do 10,000 experiments. That's a direct number she told me on customers. You are a hamster in the maze, and you get to the cheese, and you think, I won, I won, I got airline miles, I won. And then you zoom out, and you're a hamster in the maze, on the wheel, in this cycle yeah. of trying to get more points to go on your next trip. And I just go, dude, become your own cashback program. Save up for your trip. I'll teach you how to budget. We can yes. do this on our own and yeah. not have to hope for some miles to come through. And the fact that she said, and you get those airline miles, and that's where the money really is. And I'm like, your airline miles are worth $0. You yeah, can't yeah, cash yeah. those out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can cash money out of your bank, but your airline miles, 100,000 miles, we don't. Where does that get you? That's not a hundred thousand miles of travel. That's an arbitrary number that these credit card companies use to confuse you. Yeah, yeah. If they were so generous, they would just say, "All right, two percent. It's going to be full cash back. Here's two thousand dollars." They make it confusing on purpose to get you to spend and spend and spend. To spend more and more. Don't do this. And only forty-eight percent of Americans, so you know, a little less than half, pay off their credit card every month. So you hear mm. people say, you know, well, I pay I mine off. off. Yeah. yeah, half of those people that say that. And that's the problem with advice like this is she's saying a blanket because I can manage my credit card spending well. Yeah. Everyone should go get a credit card. And then half of America is in credit card debt Average carrying 68, a balance. Average 68000 or I'm sorry, $6,800. Mm. So almost $700. Seven, I'm sorry, gosh, $7,000. Wow. And and I'm like, you know, and the credit card arguments, because I'm like, the math, like, okay, I get it. Like, I, sure. Yeah, you spend that, you get, okay, then yes, on the, on the, sheet of paper I'm like yes that 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 but again what you don't take into account is everything else we've been talking about of how much more you're spending how much you're just in their rat race of them knowing you better than you even know yourself um and it's and then you know and I know some people use their credit card to make ends meet they literally do not make enough to live and so that's one reason they use which we would say hey 
you've got to cut expenses and you have to earn extra money. You can't continue to live in the negative can't keep digging the and hole. win long term yes yeah. and then the other is just buying a bunch of stuff i'm like and, it, and then you end up with almost a seven thousand dollar balance on average oh, yeah. for people and i'm like and it's and i think about our min, the minimalists some of our friends and i'm like it is it's, it's just it's just this american standard of what we expect to live like mm-hmm. and we don't expect to live like this we're going to do anything in our means possible because this is the expectation. I'm like, who set the bar? Who decided that? The who- credit card companies did. <laughs> and here's the truth. You can't spend your way into a meaningful life. No, And you gosh. sit there with your credit card and you spend. Look at your transactions. How many of those were wants versus needs? Don't tell me you only spent it on gas. Listen, you're having some fun. And that's okay, but that stuff's going to have you if you're not careful. And you're going to be sitting there with credit card debt, hoping for some airline miles so that you can go to Cancun. Pay for your own dang honeymoon. We'll teach you how. We can do this all day long, dude. You don't have to wait on Capital One. So here's the deal. As a millennial, I keep up with the trends. I'm on social media. I'm on Instagram Reels, checking those out. And, of course, you got to see what's happening over on TikTok. And listen, I'm a hardworking guy. I'm just out here trying to help people get on a budget, get out of debt, save for the future. And flying in the face of all of my hard work, there's some people out there, some gurus that uh, can't grow facial hair, that are out here telling you how to manage your money, and better yet, how to not manage your money. And one of those videos popped up on my feed, and uh, it made my blood boil. And it's all about how stupid budgeting is. You guys want to watch it with me? The live audience is nodding yes. I'll take that as a go. Let's watch this video. Here are the three reasons why budgeting sucks. Reason number one, it almost always puts you in a bad mindset, right? You have this negative feeling towards money. Reason number two is because it's like a diet, right? We go on a diet, we tell ourselves we're not gonna eat certain things. Budgeting, we tell ourselves we're not gonna buy certain things or we restrict ourselves. And reason number three is because we all have limited willpower, right? Just like a diet, you tell yourself you're not gonna eat that cookie, eventually you break down and you eat that cookie. Budgeting, we tell ourselves we're not going to buy those shoes or whatever it might be. Eventually, we end up breaking down and buying that thing, and then we just feel bad about ourselves. Oh, man. That actually, he's hilarious. He should try stand-up comedy instead of being a financial advisor. Okay, so let's break this down. Budgeting sucks because it puts you in a bad mindset. Okay, all right, so the alternative here. Let's just play this logic out. If we're saying never do a budget because it puts you in a bad mindset, instead, let's just spend every dollar we make and more and never worry about it. What a great mindset to have, right? Until the payments show up and you're wondering where your money went and you can't afford your four walls. How's that for a bad mindset? Yeah. Okay, the next one was budgeting is like a diet and diets are bad. Okay. Well, let's look at how people lose weight. This is I'm not a scientist, I'm not claiming to be, but it's all about caloric deficit. So if you burn more calories than you take in, you will lose weight. If you live if you live on less than you make, you can build wealth. And so budgeting is a necessary part of that, just like watching your food intake. So, the last one uh was willpower. He said Humans have terrible willpower, so budgeting sucks. Okay, he is right on that one. We have terrible willpower. He said it sets you up for failure, too. Oh, it sets you up for failure. Thank you, James. It sets you up for failure because we have limited willpower as humans, and therefore we should just 
out-earn our stupidity, keep spending and spending, never make a plan, never pay attention, never look at the mirror, bury our head in the sand. Oh, wait, that's what America has done. Okay, I'm seeing what's happening now. That is why 78% of people live paycheck to paycheck because they've all decided to be like this guy and just go, budgeting sucks. Let's not do that. Let me hit you with the real on what a budget does. A budget is telling your money where to go instead of wondering where it went. A budget is permission to spend. That's all it is. So a budget is actually the most freedom you can have with money because you know exactly what's happening on paper every single month. And when you make a budget to go on a $1,000 vacation and you stick to that budget, you come home with just good memories, sweet times, maybe a tan if you're lucky. I can't get one. But when you do it without a budget, you come back with credit card debt. And you wonder how long you're going to be paying for this vacation that happened three months ago. And you're stressed out because you know that bill's going to come due. And that's where most of America's at. They've got the credit card payments. They've got the car loans. They have student loan payments. And I get it. Budgeting is uh, its tough to do. It's tough to stick to. It, has, uh, it requires discipline. And so, yes... If you think discipline is stupid, then uh, I really question how you're doing in every single other area of your life. Do you show up to work on time? Do you work hard? Do you communicate with your spouse? Do you read books? What other areas are you just going, well, head in the sand, who cares? Willpower is hard. Diets are stupid. Puts me in a bad mindset. Anytime you make me work out or eat healthy, goodness gracious. But this is what people on the internet are seeing, and they're hitting the like button, and they're commenting, and they're saying, oh my gosh, yes, Dave Ramsey's the worst. He doesn't want me to have nice things. No, Dave wants you to have nice things. He doesn't want nice things to have you. That's the difference. He wants you to buy all the things that you want to buy. But when you do it with other people's money, you put yourself in a really, really poor, risky financial situation. So that's my take on budgets. And uh, if you listen to this guy, you're going to agree. Budgeters don't have fun. You have to be really good at math. Only people who struggle need a budget. Only people who are out of debt need a budget. Budgeting takes too much time. Budgets are too rigid. Too rigid. Guess what? You control the budget. The budget doesn't control you. All we're saying is list out your expenses. List out your income. Let's make sure that we have enough income to cover the expenses. It's that simple. Okay, my little baby rant is over. I can't handle it, guys. How many more of these TikToks are you going to send us? It's too much. I'm getting messages every single day from viewers like you going, oh my gosh, please respond to this. And there's only so much time in the day to respond to stupidity. That's the truth. And so keep sending them because it's entertaining for me. But I can't guarantee you it'll make the show. Hey, if you love this episode as much as I did, click for the next one all about real estate and some major mistakes to avoid. All right, you guys, we hope you enjoyed this special episode and we'd love to know your thoughts. We want to know if you want more best of content like this. You can send your feedback to ask at RamseySolutions.com. That's ask at RamseySolutions.com.